What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, March 12th, 2021. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Irrational Passions founder, Alex O'Neill. Hello, Alex. Hi, Greg. How are you? I'm great, man. This is fun. <laughs> it is fun. Alex, how long ago was it that we met at whatever PAX it was? We met at PAX East uh, 2013, uh, where I like pulled you aside in a hallway and confessed my love for you. Sure. Uh, um, that was eight years ago, so yeah. just let that sink in. Yeah. And at, even then, you were doing Irrational Passions. If somebody doesn't know what Irrational Passions is, what is it? Uh, it's, a, it's a small, independent video game website uh, founded by me and two other friends that has like, had multiple people come in and out mm -hmm. of it over the years many many podcast hosts many different shows but it started july 3rd 2010 uh which was a long time ago yeah yeah yeah, yeah it was <laughs> I, I was i was 17 when that started and now i god. turned 28 at the end of this month so god what has <laughs> kept you going why have you kept doing it that's a very good question <laughs> um you know i don't know i it's it's been different things throughout the years right like at first it was like well, it was new and it was fresh and it was fun. Uh, and then, you know, more people got involved. And then it was a little bit of like, well, I, I want to do this for them. Uh, and I actually got to go places and meet people like you. And, and like the first person I ever met in the video game industry uh, was Ryan Davis, uh, mm -hmm. who I met at PAX East 2012 uh, and the year before. And, you know, just hit it off immediately, which he, he was such a wonderful human being. Yeah. Uh, and, I, he remembered me. He was like the first person that like remembered me year over year. Like I saw him again in 2013 and he was like, oh yeah, you're Alex. I'm like, you know, freaking out. Yeah, uh, of course. You remember me? <laughs> me? Just this guy? Uh, Cause you know, like e even to this day, I'm just like some kid from Maryland. Like that's all I sure. ever think of myself as. And then a similar deal with you and, and meeting you at, in 2013 and then going to beyond 300 in 2013. Um, and then, you know, more people came along and, like 2014 Gamergate happened and and you know I, I think that was like as someone who was like so golden-eyed uh at the time I know it's immediately got so serious but but as someone who like looked at the industry with nothing but love yeah uh that was like the pivotal changing moment of like oh this this needs to be better uh this mm -hmm. isn't like something I can just love uh without without like any caveats and i hate that i want to love things with no caveats i want to make things better i want to you know talk to people meet people and and make friends and i just kept doing it and the initial goal was to get you know work at an ign or a GameSpot or whatever but you know it's been 11 years so i don't know <laughs> i don't know how that's going <laughs> uh but i'm here now so that's pretty cool yeah well, you deserve it. You know what I mean? That's the thing. Is like, you know, the reason Ryan remembered you and the reason I've always remembered you, right, is that you're so positive. You're such a good person. Uh, your content's good, too. And, like, not only that, you surround yourself with talented, good people as well. And I think that's always been what's fascinating to watch about Irrational Passions is the content you guys put out, the chances you take, uh, the podcasts you bring in, and the people you bring in, right? And, you know, again, you know how I am. I have absolutely shit memory. But for whatever extra life it was, we did our stream for 24 hours, and then the next weekend we flew out to be on your stream. And it was, you know, me, Jen, and Joey out there. And, you know, Jen cooked all the meals for it. <laughs> and we hung out. And we had a hotel room that I think I crashed in for four hours. And otherwise, I was at your house in your basement <laughs> playing with all these things, getting dragged through in Destiny 2 and all this stuff. And it was like among some of my most uh, uh, cherished kind of funny slash kind of funny best friend moments was going out there and being a part of your thing. Yeah. 
I and like two things about that week, 2017, actually life 2017, the moments in my life, honestly, like best week in my life, hands down, because, you know, you were there and Jen was there and Joey was there and Portillo, can't forget yeah, Portillo. Um, but, you know, also like literally almost every person who I've collaborated with or like, you know, we had for a time, it was like the new 20, like 2014 era, 2016 era editorial team with the 2014 era editorial team of Irrational Passions, you know, all these people that do not get paid because I also have no money. And, you know, they've just volunteered their time to me and, and have worked with me. Um, so we had, it was, it was like all of the people that matter in, in one place in my house, which is cool because when I was growing up, like my house was where all my friends went to. So it's sure. like super weird that that like transgressed to you being there as well. <laughs> uh, and then like, also I forgot what the other thing I was going to say. <laughs> so yeah, it was great. And, and you know, it, it meant a lot to me too. Uh, and it, it's that moment is still like, those are the moments I live for. Yeah. Uh, moments like this and and just getting to hang out with cool people and talk about video games right like that's what i love at the end of the day and i love video games and i love how each person takes something different away from them yeah um and and that's great and i i'm always at least right now because i don't know how to quit i'm going to continue doing it <laughs> um good and we'll rationalpassions.com right that's the place. Uh, not just me. I just be clear, you know, like Jarrett. You're a one man show. You do everything. You edit everything. <laughs> nope. You do all the podcasts by uh, yourself. I understand. I'm the same way. You know absolutely. what I mean? Yeah, carry it on your back. Um, but, <laughs> but, but I just, you know, it's worth knowing. Jarrett Green, Mike Burgess, Scott White, Quinn Hoffman. Those are the other four folks with me. And then I've done the podcast, I, Rational Passions podcast, which is like kind of separate from the the website kind of not you know it's just like the first thing i've done that with scott guthier who's like you know been my best friend since middle school uh and tony horvath who's been my best friend since high school uh and nabashin he just he stepped down from the show as a permanent host but like he's still like part of the family so it's it's all these people it's not just me and you know the people in the past that have worked for the site and it i can't take any credit for most of the stuff there but like i'm happy to have had some part in putting a spot together for them to make it. Fantastic. Everybody go check out irrationalpassions.com where they talk about video games just like we're about to because there is so much Xbox news today. Who would have thought that when they were doing the Xbox Bethesda presentation yesterday during Games Daily, they would have to bleed (laughs) over to this Games Daily as well. But there's so much and we're going to talk about it all and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Of course, on Patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can be part of the show with your questions comments concerns and your squad up requests you can get the show ad free and you can get the show with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday however if you have no bucks to toss our way on patreon.com slash kind of funny games no big deal you can watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games just like king franchise 88 is lakers head is in the 2432 is lexi gunner celtic queen you know him they're all there watching right now, and they have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday. 
housekeeping for you. No show to promote today. Instead, everybody, go send Andrea Renee some sweet, nasty love. She posted this tweet today. You may have noticed I've been quiet here. Well, it's because I'm on day three of my hospital visit. My medical team is trying to figure out what is causing me excruciating abdominal pain. A couple leads so far, but this is not how I thought this week was going to go. Go over, give Andrea Renee, the busiest lady in the business, some love. She needs it now more than ever. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, uh, at Dananobiologist, Mick Abramson, uh, Blackjack, Trent Berry, and Blackjack, again. Uh, today, we're brought to you by Logitech and HelloFresh, but I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Really quick, before I get into the do-to-do-to-do's, Alex, I just want to let you know I love you. I love you so much. Yeah. You're one of the best people. But also, uh, could you turn down your headphones like just, uh, just a tiny bit? I can kind of hear Greg coming through your microphone. I'm getting the bleed. I'm too loud. Yeah. That's me. Everybody, I'm sorry. Greg, Sorry, I just, got it. You're just so fucking loud, Greg. All right. The Roper <laughs> Report. <laughs> Time for some news. We got eight items on the Roper Report. The biggest dozen. <sighs> we'll start with story number one. Paris Lily was right. Yesterday, Xbox and Bethesda got together. And they put up, Pete Hines was talking to Phil Spencer, and they talked about exclusives. And lo and behold, Paris Lilly was right. Isn't that right, Paris? You know, Greg, today's not a day about who was right or who was wrong. Oh, I'm sure that's going to be the same way you're going to talk about it on XCast today, Paris. Oh, I'm yeah, sure. we're, 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 sa- we're saving that for later today when we record <laughs> XCast for sure. But, but in all seriousness, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I talked about this since September. You don't spend $7.5 billion to not change something. And... I feel what they showed yesterday and what Phil Spencer said was definitive enough that Mm -hmm. if I'm on PlayStation, I should no longer expect these major IPs like Starfield, Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Wolfenstein, Doom, Quake, Rage, Prey, on down the list. Don't expect those to show up on a PlayStation platform unless, which what Phil Spencer said was, it lives on Game Pass. If well, Game let, Pass, go ahead. Let me bring in what Phil Spencer said here, of course, because yeah. yesterday in the conversation, you know, uh, him and Pete were having a candid conversation about all the games that are coming to X Pass or X, <laughs> Xbox Game Pass. I don't know X Pass. Is that a thing? We should shorten it to X Pass because that rolled off the <laughs> yeah. tongue way quicker. Uh, but Phil had this to say. I listened to the podcast and all the questions, so I'm going to try to be as clear as I can because that's what I just think is fair. So obviously, I can't sit here and say every Bethesda game is exclusive because we know that's not true. There's contractual obligations that we're going to see through as we always do in every one of these instances. We have games that exist on other platforms, and we're going to continue to support those games on the platforms they're on. These communities of players, I'm sorry, there's community of communities of players. We love those communities and we'll continue to invest in them. And even in the future, there might be things that have either contractual things or legacy on different platform that will go that will go do. But if you're an Xbox customer, the thing I want you to know is that this is about delivering great exclusive games for you that ship on platforms where Game Pass exists. And that's our goal. That's why we're doing this. That's the root of this partnership that we're building and the creative capability we will be able to bring to the market for our Xbox customers is going to be the best it's ever been for Xbox after we're done here, end quote. Uh, Of course, on Twitter, Paris Lilly tweeted, ha! Xbox plus Bethesda is doing exactly what I said they should do on the XCast with this roundtable cry emoji to which the man 
Phil Spencer responded, did make me laugh listening to your reco and knowing that you nailed our plan. Always learning from Paris, dot, dot, dot. How, did, how good did that feel, Paris Lily? I'm, I'm not going to lie. That felt pretty freaking good. <laughs> it really did. In, in, in this sense that, I, again, like I, I've said before, I just tried to look at this logically the entire time. Like, if you're going to spend that amount of money, those IPs are valuable. You're trying to drive people towards your ecosystem. You're trying to drive people to subscribe to Game Pass. I can't let you keep playing the games the same exact way that you were before. Sure. So it, it just made sense to me that that's what they were do. But I, I do applaud Xbox and Bethesda for getting this roundtable and basically getting all of that out of the way now. Set expectations. Now, I, I did see there's some rumblings because Phil talked about legacy stuff right yeah and that's people... where i wanted to come in and bring in alex and pivot to him what what was your take alex because it is legacy and it is if there is a community there do you take it as uh that's it elder scrolls uh, uh starfield not coming to playstation i it's weird because legacy is such a it's a very open-ended term right <laughs> uh i think and, and i remember i don't know where this is from but i like talk of like service live service games um kind of continuing to be multi-platform yeah uh and and like i don't know is we don't know if like fallout 5 would be a live service game right like we don't know if something like fallout 76 will blend into and certainly people would be very upset about that so this is just very <laughs> hypothetical um would blend into whatever the next fallout game but yeah like legacy to me feels like franchises that have notoriously been multiple places right i just it does feel weird to me to say like we're gonna make another Fallout game, but we want it to sell half as well. Um, but I don't know. Maybe like you got to make that hard line. I I was kind of more like originally thinking when this happens uh, so long ago. I was in the camp of like, okay, the big the Bethesda game studios, save for maybe Starfield because that's untouched. That could be go. That could be an exclusive. That could be whatever. Um, I think like Elder Scrolls and Fallout need to exist everywhere because you just make so many people upset if you take them away. But like you have Tango and you have Arcane, you have these studios that have made less sales figures but would be like i in my opinion perfect to make exclusive games for xbox give mm. them more money give them the marketing push put them on game pass and people will maybe finally play a goddamn dishonored game uh so i that that is how i interpreted it but this you know to be fair phil like replying to paris like it feels pretty cut and dry but <laughs> <laughs> i you know i don't know i i feel like any of this could still change any time because sure. like at the I, end of the day, Microsoft is really good about listening. So, and they've kept it. I think they've made it clear enough, but also murky enough that I feel like you can read into it. Like, and am I wrong exactly, Paris? Yeah. Do you think that like, this is, I mean, I, cause I, I know I, I, what, what do you think Paris? What do you think? Cause I had so many people came at me and were like, yeah, fuck you, Greg. And I was like, wait, that was a joke the other day when I was, I told him on that show that it could go either way and I could see it either way. Like I don't, I think it's going to be case by case still, even though it's what they're saying. But am See, I, I, and I and I have to push back on on, on that and and what what both of you just said. I think he was ninety percent definitive, but he left that ten percent where peep, there's some wiggle room. But yeah. I feel like what what you're saying before about all right, if this was going to be, we're going to continue to allow Elder Scrolls to be on PlayStation and all these platforms, he'd come out and directly say that the way, cause I, I literally listened to what he said like five, five times to try and mm -hmm. make sure I understood it. And he's saying, Hey, Bethesda games will live where game pass lives. 
we will honor existing contracts. We're not going to change that. But when he started talking legacy, he was he was kind of leaving that up as a maybe there might be some case by case things that we would do on a legacy title where we will continue to support it. But I, I like the fallout example is great on what you brought up. Fallout 76 is not going to go away. They will continue to support that. That will live as it always has been. But when they make a Fallout 5, I would not have the expectation that that is going to show up on a PlayStation platform. Going by what he just said, going by they're talking about Bethesda now being a first party part of their Xbox game studios. They're talking about all the collaboration, which... It really is the the whole point of this that excites me. The 23 studios now being able to collaborate together to innovate and be creative with the games that they're going to make. But going back to, to the original point of all this, this was a business decision. This is, yeah. forget the exclusive talk. I know everyone wants to get mad about that stuff, but Microsoft made a business decision that you keep telling us that we don't have enough games. Well, guess what? We just want to acquire this publisher and all of their intellectual properties and we're making that a part of our platform versus saying oh we're not changing anything and you're still playing those games where they are it isn't about the one-off 70 dollars sale of a game it's about getting you to subscribe to game pass that's what right. they're trying to do you're i thought that not- was interesting alex said in his thing right of like oh yeah. well you know like cut your your profits in half i think they're looking at it way more as fuck the profits let's get subscribers now. exactly let's get people into game pass they want they want to get to basically get you the, what is the term brand loyalty to their ecosystem right yeah. they're they're saying, hey, yeah, we're taking away from PlayStation, but we're giving you a low-cost option with the Series S. You can play it on the PC. And with xCloud, I was messing around with Wolfenstein on, on xCloud today. We're allowing you to play it on your mobile device, or you could play it on a smart TV. That's their strategy moving forward. Now, because I'm, I'm looking at the chat, some people are like, Paris, just wait until you see Starfield show up on PS5. Here's what I'll say to that. If if, Get Starfield, him, if there was a con, if there was a legal contract obligation for Starfield to show up on PlayStation, Jim Ryan would have said it yesterday. They'd have said it. They'd have let you mm. know. They would have let PlayStation Nation know. Don't worry, Starfield's still coming to our platform. But once we get past the next eighteen to twenty-four months of any legal obligations they have, I would have zero expectation for anything to show up on Play. Excuse me, to show up on PlayStation. What, what I would say here, too, like the key thing at the end of this statement is uh, with delivering exclusive games uh, to ship on platforms where Game Pass exists. And I know uh, we got a question uh, on this, Greg, if you want to, I don't know if you want to. The nanobiologist writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says, hi, Greg and Alex. Alex, this was submitted before the show, but I know you're killing it. Proud of you, buddy. Greg, how does it feel to be so, so wrong about the Bethesda deal? Man, fuck you, Mick. Come on. I wasn't, I never said it. was definitely, I was like, I said it could go either way. Don't paint me in this corner. I'm not one of the people. I'm not, I wasn't one of the. Give Paris the title of CEO, man. Just get, just fucking quit and give (laughs) it all to him, baby. What I'll say, I mean, is like, don't get me wrong. Paris has had this thing locked. Locked, you know what I mean, from the get go. Paris, I, I'm, I've waffled between it when people ask me about it. I'm like, I could see this, I could see that, I don't know. And I'm like, I think it would go this way. And I, but I, Paris has been fucking tried and true. 
Shout out to Paris Lily. You are not the CEO. Anyways, now for everybody on this cast, uh, while this does suck for PlayStation users, do you see this whole thing, uh, this whole deal, being the first step in the door for Xbox to get Game Pass on other consoles? Phil Spencer specifically said, quote, exclusive to where Game Pass is on, end quote. This was a very specific word. This was very specific wording. So could we see ways for this to work out even more in Xbox's favor that could lead to a return on investment for Xbox faster and for all the fans being able to play these games? Alex. Yeah. Yes. Correct. This is it. This is the way Xbox wins is by putting Game Pass on PlayStation. Like I the the way that they just it's over, there's no more fight anymore is if their service is just the ubiquity of it, right? It's just yeah. like, "Oh, you want to play a Bethesda game on PlayStation? Buy buy $15 a month Game Pass, which you is the only way you could play it on PlayStation, or you could buy it independently on Xbox or just have Game Pass on Xbox." Like Game Pass on Switch and PlayStation and everywhere is like I think their plan, whether or not they can achieve that, I you know I'm very that's excited end game for out. them, right? That's been yeah, that's... as they've marched forward with Game Pass and talking about putting it, you know, every you know onto your computer, onto the X Cloud, all that stuff. Then it gets to the thing we've all been saying now, like, all right, cool. What's the first TV that comes with Xbox Game Pass installed? Has it mm-hmm. ready to stream? Has it ready to go? But then, Paris, have you are you still holding out hope that Game Pass comes to Switch or could possibly come to PlayStation one day? I personally wouldn't hold my breath for that either, no. because especially with Nintendo, what's the incentive? Why would they care? Nintendo's Nintendo. They they do what they do. I don't see them wanting Xbox to invade their ecosystem, basically, by saying, hey, you can play Halo and Gears and all this other stuff, you know, on, on the Switch. They don't need Xbox to do that. The one-offs they've done with, like, Ori and Cuphead make a lot more sense. Like, I could see a scenario if and or when Banjo-Kazooie eventually comes back that's on the switch as a one-off sure. right yeah. which yeah. i would also equate to the playstation you will see various one-offs still happen but there's no way in hell playstation's gonna put game pass on on their platform i just i just don't see it so to your banjo example too i think and this is granted not a bethesda game with banjo but stick with me i think that's one of their things they're talking about with legacy on different platforms right where like you a banjo kazooie you think of nintendo still to this day i think personally maybe because i'm old but it would be the idea of that would happen and it wouldn't be like oh what the hell's going on blah blah blah, blah. you know you were talking about them needing it right like if you need this and i think that's what's the most interesting thing about nano's question is that in the current ecosystem, this isn't going to happen. You would have to have it get that Game Pass is such a juggernaut and Xbox is doing so well that both Nintendo and PlayStation have to look at it and go, we have to be a part of this. And I think as we continue to talk about the incredible sales of the Switch and the incredible attach rate, and we have NPD numbers coming up in the show eventually, like Nintendo thinks they're king shit. They don't need it. PlayStation dominated last generation. The PlayStation 5 is still on the tip of everybody's tongue. You can't get it. They think they're king shit. They're not ready to do this. Like, Game Pass will have to make more deals. Xbox first party would have to get so much bigger. And I do think it would have to be that Xbox really pivots away from even making consoles for PlayStation to think about doing this. I, I and, completely and agree. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, I would just like, I just push back a little bit because Minecraft on Switch has you log into your gamer tag in Xbox Live, right? Which is a very, in my opinion, like outside perspective, invasive thing that, you know, Nintendo, obviously Minecraft is the exception. And, and I think... That's another one to think of. Like, I don't see Minecraft, whatever the follow up to that for Mojang is going to that's going to be on everything because I think that super like that goes beyond consoles. And like that is that is a game that everyone should have access to. Um, But like also 
we right now like you were saying greg that the conversation is one thing but in 10 years if it's not just bethesda games but you know many other different types of things that can only exist on game pass and we maybe start seeing a shift to game pass exclusive titles uh games that you cannot buy but you have to subscribe to game pass to get a la netflix original series then the conversation is different like these games only exist here so playstation if they wanted you to have access to that game on their platform or Nintendo, which again, this is a big stretch right now, but in 10, 15 years where the ecosystem is totally different, that is what Microsoft is playing toward, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, more Xbox stuff to go. Paris, I know you have other victory laps to take. So if you, I, I, we can see you later. Of course, you're recording the Kind of Funny X-Cast this afternoon. I'm sure you, Gary, Snowbike, Mike, are going to have some kind of weird pillow fight. <laughs> Be so happy about everything that's happened this week. <laughs> thank you so much for making the time. It's so weird. I always tell him. Yeah, thank you for having me. Anytime, Paris. We'll talk to you later. All right. Uh, moving on with our Xbox stuff, though, because there's still way more Xbox to talk about. Number two is that 20 Bethesda games came to Game Pass overnight. Today's their official day, but you know how time zones work. Let me run you through them. Uh, uh, Dishonored, Definitive Edition, Console, PC, Cloud. Dishonored 2, Console, PC, Cloud. Doom, 1993, Console, PC, Cloud. Doom 2, Console, PC, Cloud. Doom 3, Console, PC, Cloud. Doom 64, Console, PC, Cloud. Doom Eternal, holy shit, Console, PC, Cloud. Uh, the Elder Scrolls 3, Morrowind, Console, PC. The Elder Scrolls uh, 4, uh, Oblivion console PC, The Elder Scrolls 5, Skyrim Special Edition console PC Cloud, The Elder Scrolls Online console and PC. No, I'm sorry, Cloud and console. Uh, the Evil Within console PC Cloud, Fallout 4 console PC Cloud, Fallout 76 console PC Cloud, Fallout New Vegas console, uh, Prey console PC Cloud, Rage 2 console PC Cloud, Wolfenstein The New Order console PC Cloud, Wolfenstein The Old Blood console PC Cloud, and Wolfenstein Young Blood console PC Cloud. What a fucking lineup, Alex. Yeah, that's like probably 2,000 hours of games if you just were, if you had some time to kill. It's, you know, we always talk about uh, Game Pass being the best value in gaming. And I think this shows such a, hey, this is what we're talking about. This is why we bought Bethesda. And it's the hope that I saw so many people uh, overnight and then into today tweeting about like, Yes, fucking finally try Dishonor. Oh my God, everybody overlooked Prey. Get into this. And I think for the amount of people that probably missed New Vegas, like go play these games that are awesome that you've heard about that you, you know, do in the course with Game Pass being the Netflix of games that it is. It is jump in, have a taste of it. And if it doesn't work for you, jump onto one of these other 19 games you have to go from. Yeah, and, and like the, the another thing that just about Bethesda is like they are the kind of publisher that some people just kind of only play their games and yep. they're totally happy and fine with that and now you know those those very specific people which is you know probably a couple million people in reality sizable for sure yeah i mean if you yeah. you think about it this way like if you're big enough to make your own e3 press conference and people yeah. do come to it and get excited for it year over year you're a big deal yeah that that person that was yelling in the front seat about elder scrolls online like they're getting an xbox i yeah. tell you what yeah and it's also the thing of the shot in the arm games like Fallout 76 and like uh, Elder Scrolls Online need, right? Of all of a sudden you have uh, the, these games out there that exist and thrive when they have more players playing them. And you have now, if you already have Game Pass, no barrier to entry. You get to jump in and try Fallout 76 and probably if you've never played it before, go, oh man, this is, what was everybody talking about? Not, you know, ignoring the years of work that have been done to it and added to it and where you're at. And like Elder Scrolls Online obviously has such a dedicated community that you get in there if you're looking for that new kind of thing, 
that's going to be there for you. That's going to be what you want, let alone all these great games that, you know, Prey, I think, got an eight uh, at IGN back in the day uh, from Dan Stapleton. Like, I was just thinking the other day, actually, when all this Didn't Bethesda, Prey like, get, like... Prey, that one so happened, like, I, I remember this because I was uh, yeah. I was the person assigned to gameplay footage for Prey. Prey was weird because I think we had only gotten PC codes or something. PC and, code, yep. And there was some really buggy things happening with Dan's save. Uh, if you so, don't mind, I'll read from the IGN review because yeah, yeah, I, I again was thinking about pre- playing Prey the other day, and I went back left and looked at Dan's review from uh, May 2017. Right, yeah. uh, it has an 8.0 on IGN, but it does say when Prey launched, I had I, this is Dan. I had a game breaking bug on PC that prevented me from recommending it. That's now been patched, and so has this review. It's now updated to cover our experiences on all platforms. It was initially scored as a 4.0 on PC. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was really it. bad. Um, yeah, um, but, but instead but, of instead of Prey, Greg, play Dishonor too. Yeah, play Dishonored. I always too. tried with the Dishonors. You know what I mean? Like, the, the, this is something that, you know, to Alex's point, I love certain Bethesda games, right? And it was me and Keza talked about this uh, earlier this week on Monday of like how it feels like when one Fallout or one Elder Scrolls hit with you, it's hard to then get to another one and be like, oh my God, this is even better. This blew me away because you have that hook to it. And so when I look through a Bethesda game list, it is the fact that I fucking loved Fallout 3, right? But New Vegas never hit the same heights. 4 didn't. 76 definitely didn't, right? Yeah. Uh, I loved Skyrim, but like I, that's such not a... I didn't beat Skyrim even. You know, I played however many hours grinding. I, I spent one afternoon listening to podcasts crouched behind a guy in a, a cathedral and i would hit him and i would get the plus one stealth and then he would sit back down and i hit him and i get plus one stealth and i just did that over and over and over again listening to the podcast like i played that game a very certain way to get through it or whatever but i haven't ever i'm not the bethesda guy like i don't get me wrong pete hines is a friend of the show and stuff like that and there's games from them f- franchises the fallout i'm gonna play i'm gonna love that i'm all about but like looking at this list it's like oh man i've tried dishonored didn't work for me i tried prey didn't stick for me like obviously wolfenstein i'm not a shooter guy like I'm not a Bethesda person in the same way there very much are Bethesda people, and I'm glad there are, and I love that there are. And you look at like somebody like Rahul Kohli, who's obsessed with Doom, right? Like that's awesome that that exists. Yeah, and I would also say like Dishonored specifically is phenomenal. I love Dishonored too. It has some of the best level design, three dimensional level design, even four dimensional level design. And people play that probably get what I mean by that of any video game, but it's like a slow burn, right? Those first two levels are very, very slow. Um, but I honestly, once you get to like uh, level three and four, it's it's incredible. It's some of the coolest levels ever. But, you know, if you are a Bethesda person playing on Xbox Game Pass for the first time, let might I also remind you that you would now have access to Destiny and the entirety of Kingdom Hearts. Totally. More importantly, <laughs> so More importantly just, go, okay. <laughs> just go play Kingdom Hearts and then come talk to me about it. Sure. And I'm sure Avengers will be on there one day, and then you'll, you'll see what a real game's like. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, believe it or not, still more Xbox news to wade through. This is number three. We're going to actually go over to IGN, where Rebecca Valentine, a green reporter there, just got hired. I've never heard of her before, writes, Xbox has confirmed it's planning a summer games event of some kind this year, and Bethesda is heavily involved in its planning. Uh, during today's roundtable discussing the recent Xbox acquisition of Bethesda, Xbox marketing general manager Aaron Greenberg and Bethesda global marketing and comms executive Aaron Losey confirmed that they, they were, quote, in the planning phase of an event sometime this summer that would uh, include more news about what the partnership between the two companies would entail. No further details were given, though Greenberg did add uh, that they were planning was... Well, I'm sorry, did add what they were planning was sort of the event traditionally would be held at E3. 
let me tell you, that's not how Rebecca wrote it. And I took out a lot of words and changed in a lot of words, but you got the fucking gist. All right, everybody. It's Friday. Uh, are you surprised at all by this, uh, Alex? Or just happy to hear a confirmation? No, no surprise. I mean, it, the way they phrase it, this is going to probably be the one with all the the world premieres, you know, world like premiere. that. This this is that show. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's, I love Xbox's show every year. People always are like super underwhelmed by it because they overpromise and underdeliver or whatever. Yeah, but I'm <laughs> I'm here for it. Like anytime Phil Spencer gets out on stage, I just love that dude. I'm like here to dude. I love him. Phil. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Yeah, yeah he's the that, best. He, this is the one that, and I know, stick with me, because this will be a clip you fucking throw in my face later, but this could be the one that delivers, right? Like, in terms of, you're talking about overhype and underdeliver. Like, this yes, there is, was a one. This has got to be the one, right? You, th- you know, let's just get BJ B. Bernardo in the mix. BJ writes into pa- patreon.com slash games just like you can, and says, hi, y'all. With a summer event confirmed for Xbox and Bethesda, does Bethesda Studios have anything that could be ready this year? Does the other Microsoft studio have anything ready? Or is Halo Infinite the only Microsoft exclusive we will get over the holiday season? Alex. Uh, I mean, Microsoft had what said a little bit that they have unannounced games for this yes, year. Yes, they, but... they have confirmed that, yeah, there's more stuff coming this year that's unannounced. I I don't know, like, Ghostwire is a thing, and obviously Deathloop, and both of those are, like, in this weird Sony vortex. I don't know if those <laughs> would count. Um, not the I, a I weird Sony Loop, vortex. Is Deathloop, when did Deathloop get delayed to? That's May? or That's, is May. That, That's May. Yeah, so that'll be out by whatever the usual e Yeah. You'd have to talk about, it'll be interesting to see how they handle that if they just let that go to the uh, PlayStation thing and don't mention it or whatever. Uh, but, I mean, down B- BJ's list here, right, of, like, also, actually, from the bottom up, uh, is Halo Infinite the only Microsoft exclusive we will get over the holiday season? I say no, but I mean, I also think that includes stuff that's come out a little bit earlier. Like, both, I think about it, Xbox and Bethesda have been making games. They have, like, they, they, they were prepared. It's not like they were chilling on ice waiting for this acquisition to happen. There's going to be more stuff, right, Alex? Yeah, and one, Cuphead, the delicious last course, has to sure. come out eventually. Barrett and I always thinking about it. I, I assume Barrett just haunts your nightmares. Um, it, it, it wakes me up. In the middle of the night, I'm in cold sweat. Cold sweat. And I'm like, I just, I need more Cuphead, please. I need more Cuphead. I need to hurt more. Uh, also, like a game that <laughs> that I am excited about. I'm not positive that it's exclusive. I believe it is. Uh, but Scarlet Nexus is coming out over the summer. That's like a very, very anime action JRPG that is from some of the folks that developed Tales of Vesperia. Yeah, that's everywhere though. of all time. Um, okay, but I know like that has a big Xbox marketing push. Sure. Um, and that was announced on their stage. Tales of Arise is a similar situation that has a big Xbox marketing push. So I, you know, Microsoft's certainly going to make you feel like those games are exclusive with the way they're going to talk about them. And I could see those being Game Pass things. And I, I still think that is right now their game. My realistic expectation is no, they don't have actually anything else coming out this year. Uh, because next year, I swear, and I'm going to keep saying this probably year over year over year, like next one's going to be the one, but like, I don't think Hellblade's ready. I don't even think no. Halo's going to come out this year still, but that's just me. What like, about Fable? Where are you putting Fable? Fable, nowhere. I, I I, mean, I guess like that's a game that we only heard about last year and in theory could have been in development for a long time, but I just yeah. feel like if they had, if, if that game was going to come out this year they should have shown a better trailer than it last year sure. uh than just like kind of a joke that it was cg um but you know i don't know i we'll we'll see i it, they they're keeping a lot of cards close to the chest right now i think their e3 conference this year is going to be banger i think it's going to so. be like because i think it will be the, talking about 
what these first parties are doing. You'll get perfect dark. You figure um, more state of decay. I'm talking about Xbox, obviously, in general, yeah. not just uh, right. uh, Bethesda. Uh, what everybody else is going on to, yeah, and what the you know the Starfield. You have to imagine there's something of substance there you want to put out there and talk about at this summer event. If you're talking again to be talking about the fact that you know uh, as Reb's story talks about that it's going to be Bethesda and Xbox. They will be there. There will be something happening at that event together. What are you showing that is coming to your platforms? And I think that is when you do confirm like here's starfield here's the date for it probably in the you, you do you say paris lily was right have little paris pop up and say exclusive <laughs> only on xbox and pc on game Pass. Let, like, let me let me ask you a question though greg starfield yeah. they date it what is the year in that date? dude I, that's my thing is honestly i don't think they will date it i don't think they will date it because i think no, it's no. going it's i think in classic bethesda fashion because of course their games and i should say todd howard fashion the games are ginormous and huge and they're going to be fucking done when they're done and i think yeah now more than ever with xbox in control of like you know you coming under the xbox umbrella and i'm speaking out of turn of course because i'm not a business person and i'm just a, st- a student of the industry and i just talk about it all the time but same taking that responsibility off your shoulders and something I've talked about with Tim Schafer, you know, since double fine has been acquired and obviously psychonauts two this year, uh, double fine has been acquired, uh, by Xbox. It is that idea of like, cool, get back to just making games. Don't worry about like, you know, satisfying a shareholder or a board or something like that, or worrying about like how you're promoting it. We can take care of all that when you come into that fray. And so I do think that you get a taste of Starfield and there is no date and it is a done when it's done kind of thing. Cause yeah, that, just doesn't ever ever end well when you start putting dates on things. And I think we've seen the industry start to move away from that a bit, except for something like last year when they're like, we got to promote the PlayStation 5, so say God of War is coming next year. (laughs) Corey's like, what? (laughs) We can give you a logo that, like, freezes over. Good enough. That's it. God, thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, I and I'm with you, and also, like, a lot of the games I listed, like, you know, they'll satisfy me with all their weeb stuff for me, like Scarlet Nexus and all that. Sure. Uh, and, and Xbox has done a great job, part of why I like their shows, of like, you know, I will never not give them all the credit in the world for announcing the Tales of Vesperia remaster, like the, the version that had never come to the West, coming to the West finally, like, 10 years late. But, like, they announced that at their show, and that's, like, a personal, like, favorite of mine, so... I they always try and get some deep cuts in there and and kind of satisfy a worldwide audience in a really cool totally. way. Well, so I think it's to going to be exciting. What, I think they're trying to expand what the Xbox brand means. I think for the longest yeah. time Xbox brand has meant Gears and Halo and Forza yes. and then you know and FPSs and it's like that was fine for a long time and it helped them obviously in the 360 generation but I think it was it hurt them in Xbox One generation let alone the fact that the Xbox One was mismarketed from the jump and had no vision and uh, now to get all there like to have Phil in charge and it's one, the reason I respect him so much and like him so much is the idea that since they started this right it is like we are about games we are games people and we're going to make gamer pro decisions and we're going to push all that forward and like to right now scroll through uh, the Wikipedia for Xbox Game Studios right like it's ridiculous to run down this list and see how varied this is, right? I mean, you have, of course, everybody from ZeniMax, right? So it's AlphaDog, Arcane, Bethesda Game Studios, id Software, Machine Games, uh, Roundhouse Games, Tango Works, uh, and ZeniMax Online, right? And then it's 343, The Coalition, Compulsion Games, Double Fine, uh, The Initiative, In Exile, Mo- uh, Mojang, uh, Ninja Theory, Obsidian Entertainment, Playground Games, Rare, Turn 10, Undead Labs, World's Edge, and Xbox Studios Publishing. Like, holy Just- fucking shit, what a stable of people. The the world that we live in where uh, Obsidian and Bethesda Game Studios are like are under together. the same umbrella in a <laughs> yeah in a super weird way and yeah. like the the best thing with Obsidian too now like under Xbox because like I've been thinking about a lot 
lately is like their kind of thing is making like the follow-up sequel to a game that somebody else made and now they don't have to do that (laughs) but also they could do that with all of those games which is awesome like best of both worlds yeah you wonder really what you know after so if you're you have everybody there now and you have obsidian there now and it is like all right cool Todd Howard's Starfield, then he's the next Elder Scrolls, and then whatever. It's like, do you you really have to say, like, cool, why don't we let them do a Fallout? Yeah! Why don't we yeah. let them do a Fallout? Like, you know what I mean? And let them get back to it after New Vegas if, was so good. If they were wild enough to let somebody make Fallout 76, they should allow Obsidian to make another Fallout game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And especially off the success of Outer worlds wild worlds worlds Worlds. i gotta think about it every fucking time (laughs) every single time they had to come out in the the same year too i think about it in in the sense of like outer wilds andy cortez a wild guy he loves that game and then Outer. wow that's a lot (laughs) all right you know barrett i i thought the wild in the wild and trees world and space made sense but you're right andy cortez is a wild guy and i'll never forget it again I'll never forget it again now because of that. Thank it's a you very, very insular and mnemonic device. I love it. Uh, let's get you one more piece of Xbox news before we get to another Xbox exclusive news after the ads. Number four. We're talking about this thing coming in the summer, but is there an Xbox event coming this month? This is Jez Corden over at Windows Central. A short while ago, uh, noted Microsoft expert Phil Therott, or I'm sorry, Paul Therott, uh, tweeted that Microsoft is planning a series of events in the near future involved revolving around Windows and Xbox, uh, with the gaming show slated for March 23rd. More recently, though, our own own sources, it seems, uh, that this event looks to have shifted slightly to Friday, March 26th. We've heard that the show may offer a glimpse of some upcoming Xbox games for 2021 and possibly beyond. Detail oh, beyond, sorry. Details on exactly what this event will contain are scant for the time being, uh, so it may be wise to temper expectations. It may be a tech and platform oriented event with some smaller game announcements or something more. Cool. I'm always yeah. down for more events. I'm always down for to see what's going on. I want to know what Xbox is doing. I'm always down to see them strengthen their portfolio. I'm always down for more events unless E3 lasts three years. So just there's a line. <laughs> there we, it is was a line. one of those things where like, God, don't even. I'm not trying to harsh your vibe, Greg. I just want to be responsible here. Want to let the folks know, please, God, don't do six E3s again. <laughs> but it's 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 actually really funny, right? Because uh, obviously we are still in the pandemic and we're still all work from home and the world's shifted and yada, yada, yada. The other day, like, you know, we're planning next week, which is just outrageous for kind of funny content with uh the snyder cut with uh falcon the winter soldier with all the regular game stuff going on with now square enix presents yada 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 and then blessing hit me up and he's like hey are you doing any of these gdc things and i was like what And i was like all right i've been like archiving all these emails that are other people doing showcases that normally would be in the you know for the gdc time frame is now usually everybody should be in san francisco going to moscone center doing presentations then doing parties at night and debuting news and stuff and it's like oh right fuck people are still trying to make that happen right now and it is that thing of being so still, I think, burnt out on what E3 became with the summer game mess uh, last year, right? Of it being three months of everybody having a thing and everybody's pre- some of these presentations being three hours long and being like, oh, my God, like it's how I really hope this year Jeff Keighley or whoever steps up and is like, cool. Hey, everybody, listen to me. Here's what we're going to do. We're bringing you back to one week. You will. I will be I will be traffic cop. You will all go and get your moment. You'll all get your couple hours to do your presentation, but let's just get it all in one week of fucking concentrated entertainment and excitement. Yeah, I, I please hope so. Please. You know what I hope, Alex? What? 
It's that people go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to be part of the show. Of course, over there, you can get it with the exclusive post show and you can get the show ad free. But guess what? Hoss, you ain't watching over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Let me tell you about our sponsors. We'll start with Logitech. Gaming headsets are important. You want a headset with a good mic, good sound, and a headset that feels comfortable to wear. That's what's best about the G733 wireless gaming headset from Logitech G. Uh, The G733 Lightspeed wireless gaming headset comes with 2.4 gigahertz wireless connectivity, front-facing dual-zone light sync RGB, dual-voice mic technology, Pro-G audio drivers, and multiple colorways to choose from. It also has total freedom with up to 20 meters of wireless range with Lightspeed wireless. Keep playing with more more than 29 hours of battery life play wirelessly on playstation 4 with stereo sound with front facing dual zone light sync rgb lighting you can personalize your headset lighting across style and comfort the reversible suspension headband is designed for ultimate comfort during long play sessions each g733 colorway has its own unique headband design there's also a soft dual layer of memory foam that conforms to your head and contours around your jaw for a better seal reduced stress points and delivers longer lasting comfort It's available in multiple colorways, each with its own vibrant reversible headband and corresponding ear pads. For a limited time, Logitech G is offering our listeners express shipping at LogitechG.com. Use the code KINDAFUNNYDAILYFREESHIP38 for express shipping today. That's express shipping for all Logitech G products with the promo code KINDAFUNNYDAILYFREESHIP38. Hurry now. Since the promo expires in three days. Uh, Next sponsor is HelloFresh. What's HelloFresh? With HelloFresh, you get fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's the number one meal kit in America. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less. With 25, with more than 25 recipes to choose from each week, there is something for everyone to enjoy. All recipes are designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness and simplicity. Kind of Funny loves HelloFresh. Joey uses it all the time. Kevin is on the HelloFresh train. And even me, Greg Miller, has used it before for some quesadillas. And I love the idea, Alex, of just not having to think about it. You early, you pick it. Or, what Are you saying you've done it? Is that what that was? Yeah, I do HelloFresh every week, man. Oh, what have you been cooking lately? I uh, I made uh, this like you know the the farfels the little bow tie. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I made like I uh, a a roux sauce, uh, Parmesan roux sauce with farfels and uh, like roasted in the oven, uh, red peppers and uh, cucumber Ooh. last night or zucchini. Yeah. So good, it was so good. Uh, me Be and my like best friend, yeah, me and my best friend cook every week, three times a week. Go to hellofresh.com slash twelve games. Yeah, I got that right. And use the code 12 games. That's one, two games for 12 free meals, including free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 12 games and use the code 12 games for 12 free meals, including free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Alex, are you ready for more Xbox news? I was born ready. I love talking about it. Let's talk about Halo Infinite and how it won't let you dual wield. We go to GameSpot where Eddie writes, Microsoft has released another deep dive video on Halo Infinite, which... Several developer in which several developers from the team spend 44 minutes answering questions about the game, which was originally supposed to launch on the Xbox uh, Series X slash S, uh, a launch with. 
I don't know what's up with me. It must be the end of the week and the wheels are falling off. I'm I, I, Alex, I'm skipping words and sentences. And then on top of that, in the ad, I, my brain was like, you know what? You see all the words. Let's start throwing them out of order. And I just started saying them out of order. But I got there. Like, I landed the plane. But like, I don't know what I'm doing. You here. were too excited last night. You couldn't sleep. So now I you know. I was so excited up. to do the show with you. I was just like so pumped about it. I couldn't do it. Wearing my Snyder Cut shirt. Having a great time. Anyways, back to this. Sorry. Uh, one feature that won't be in the game, at least initially, is dual wielding weapons. Introduced in Halo 2, the feature has been critical to many players loadouts since then the whole video is treat the whole video is treat with sandbox designer is, it's just trees <laughs> it's, it's treat the whole video is treat that's not me all right that's eddie uh with sandbox designer quinn uh del hoyo uh lead world designer john mulkey uh campaign lead artist uh justin dings and gameplay director troy mashburn answering numerous questions that fans submitted on twitter among the things that we learned is that dual wielding is not in the game. Del Hoyo said uh, dual wielding is not currently in the cards, at least at the moment. Quote, whenever you set out to make a game with the size of Halo Infinite, there's so many things you can do. I think we have a very talented team where we can do anything, but we can't do everything, he said. The developers said 343 uh, instead chose to focus on Halo's, uh, Halo Infinite's weapons, gunplay, grenades, and melee, as well as equipment. Also in the video, it is confirmed that Halo Infinite will adopt the Uncharted style of cinematics, uh, in that there won't be any distinct cutscenes. Instead, cutscenes will blend into gameplay uh, without giving you a black screen or a hard stop as the series did previously. There will be a seamless transition from gameplay to cinematics and vice versa, the studio said. We also learned in the video that there are no playable elites in Halo Infinite. Quote, this is, master- this is a Master Chief story and a Spartan story, Del Hoyo said. Alex, I have no idea. What do you care about? Halo is that one of your games? I it's not one of my games, but I will say so. Halo two and four are like my favorites. Uh, as someone who, again, I've played half of five and all of the ones before that. Never played mm-hmm. any of the spinoffs, uh, and I like this because you can dual wield in them. So I'm like unreasonably upset about this. <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> I need my two needlers. This is the only way I play. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's it's probably fine. Like it, this game seems to have like a very different vibe than an even numbered Halo before. Yeah. So, but Halo Two is still the best one because you can hold two needlers and it's the best. It's fair enough. Yeah, as you know, like I've played a bunch of Halos. They've never been my thing, my jam. I I number one for Halo Infinite because I do want to see what a modern Halo looks like from learning from every other game that's come before it and see where you take this franchise. Uh, and more than anything, I am excited to continue to hear about uh, Halo Infinite as 343 is doing these deep dives, right? Like, for years now, I've said that if developers just talked more, it would people would understand what they're doing and why. I think this is the best way to do this where, hey, we're going to do a 44 minute video. We're going to drop this information out there and we're going to have this conversation with you, especially for a game that's been delayed so much. Right. I mean, a year beyond its initial uh, release to get it out here and fill that gap and then also make you understand why we're doing things. Whereas I think this could have easily slipped out in an interview as a throwaway. Oh, you can't dual wield. And then there's no follow up. There's no explanation of why what you're doing for them to come out and be like, listen, for the scope we're doing and for what we're focusing on. And I know equipment is such a big part of Halo Infinite as we've seen with the graphics grappling hook and a few other things like i as a non-halo fan the more they talk about the game the more i am interested to try it out and i think yeah. that halo fans in general are going to come to it no matter what so you have to try to build those bridges yeah it's weird because like i am i'm a huge lover of destiny and like especially like right now destiny is kind of at its best and it's it makes it have like a weird relationship because like to be perfectly honest like i'm not a huge fan of halo one two or three i've never played reach which are the bungee Sure. You know, Halo games, but I way prefer how Destiny is, how it feels, how it shoots. 
uh, its powers, its ability set, especially right now with like stasis and the new subclass and all that. So I, you know, it's to think of Halo and it's very reductive, but like as the, the kind of dumbed down version of that, like it would take so much for me to really, really love that. Um, but like if there is any game to do it, it seems like infinite could be the one to potentially do it with its way different approach to design. So I am also optimistic. I'm hopeful that a modern halo will be really, really cool. Big shout out for uh, you mentioning destiny. The chat kind of popped off there with people freaking out that somebody's talking about destiny. I love <laughs> Mr. Destiny. Brawl 96 Destiny mentions. Those Factions are my, those destiny. are my destiny raid clan. Corbinox uh, season of the chosen is so good. It is so good. The story go, is incredible go. right now, y'all. You can go talk to Fran about it. You know what I mean? Greg, we get back to Destiny. Yeah. What's up? I think yeah, about up? it every so often. Please, I think Greg. about it every so often. Yeah. Play with me. Remember, I was running with your crew back in the day. I know. Yeah, yeah. Come back. There's this new subclass. But am I going to be super the... lost and not understand anything? And this, yeah, this I mean, the, good the nice, you're going to play through, you know, Beyond Light, the new expansion, and that yeah. will, I think, onboard you very well. Plus, like, okay. the new subclass, the ice subclass, you know, people hate it in PvP, but, you know, nobody plays, nobody likes that anyway. Uh, I don't. Just me. I'm just speaking sure. from my experience. Yeah, it's just um, trash. It's exactly what I do. I built a career out of it. It's trash <laughs> and things you don't like. Make other people feel uh, like the same way. But, like, there's the, the newest power that they added in the new season of The Chosen to Stasis, the, the ice subclass, is, like, you, as a warlock, you can, like, hold your grenade and charge it and turn it into a turret. Yeah. Um, so you have like a little turret with you too, which is like just buck wild. Anyway, Destiny is great. Everybody should come play Destiny. I played Destiny with Andrew and Renee the other night. You just gotta come, come get in the gang. Let's okay. run Deepstone Crypts. We'll get you. There's a lot to... of stuff. Good. Yeah, Gondor's Condor is very much behind it here in the chat. He says, "Greg, just do one session and then see how it feels and see how you feel." Honestly. Yeah, but play other people expansion. are like, "Greg doesn't have time. He's playing other MMO. He's playing Star Wars: The Old Republic, and that's true." Old Republic. Yeah, I mean, like I'm similar. Like I, I'm only gonna have one time for or time enough for one games as a service game, and like sure. Destiny is really the only one of those that I play. And I have a nice little group. Those are the people sounding off in chat. I think. Uh, you're ready to put with? it aside next week, right when the new Avengers content drops, though, because you'll be putting 300 hours into that. No problem. <laughs> Yeah. Number six on the Roper Report, we have February 2021's NPD numbers. This is from Matt Piscatella, of course, NPD analyst over on the Twitter. Dude. He put up a thread. The dude. Yeah, we love Matt here. Uh, February 2021, consumer spending across video game hardware, content, and accessories reached a February record of $4.6 billion, 35% higher when compared to last year. It's crazy. Now, <laughs> also, this is the best February uh, since 2011 in the video game in the U.S., uh, Greg, do you want do you want to take some guesses as some of the hot releases of February 2011? Oh God! Now I want to I want to point one out here. You know uh, I'm terrible at dates. I said that at the beginning. So like, you want the fuck was out of February 2011? But I, I have a list. Don't worry, I'm ready. Sure, for but, you. Well, I but, know you did. I didn't think you're setting me up. To be like, <laughs> oh, you have nothing. Dead air. Then this conversation <laughs> goes nowhere. Let it die. I do want to point out one very interesting one and one uh, that I love. I don't know if you played it, but and this is an old deep cut. Uh, Stacking came out on February 8th on PS3. The Double first fine, yeah. ever. P- free PlayStation Plus game day and date, right? This wow. was the it launched with PlayStation Plus the first year of PS Plus. That's what we were in in 2011. Think about like Double Fine, a Microsoft company, setting a huge precedent. Especially yeah. like look at this year with PS5 and what they did with PS4 at its launch. Like huge, huge, important game. I don't think Stacking was like the number one best-selling game of February. Uh, but like I honestly, looking at this list, I have no idea how or why. Uh, that was like a hot month in video games. Like some of the other releases, Bulletstorm came out. The the original release of Bulletstorm, the people can fly 
yeah. uh, game where you can do violent things to people. Uh, Killzone Three <laughs> came out. There you go. And that's uh, why. That's why everybody's out that's there. That's gotta be it, right? Killzone Force. That one. You remember everybody Killzone. loves Killzone 3 Mario Sports Mix, which is like arguably the worst sports Mario game. Yeah, I don't know exactly what was going on in February. I can tell you though that Little Big Planet 2 came out in January of 2011. There you go. The only retail physical copy game for review I have ever got in my entire life. <laughs> okay, that's an interesting one. I'm glad that's the one they pulled out for you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That was a weird one, but I was stoked. Well, that's the thing about like this. Like all the numbers are insane right now for everything this month, and it's like, well, yeah, it's you know the pandemic continues to do it. Let alone new consoles and you know the fueled thing, uh, fueled hunger for new games and things like that. Uh, year to sp- year to date spending totaled nine point three billion dollars, thirty nine percent higher than the same period in twenty twenty. Nintendo Switch was the best-selling hardware platform in both units and dollars in February. Unit and dollar sales of Nintendo Switch hardware in February were the highest for any hardware platform in a February month since the Nintendo Wii in February 2009. Total lifetime dollar sales of the Switch hardware now exceed the Nintendo DS, making Switch's Nintendo's second best-selling platform in U.S. tracked history. Wow. Nintendo Wii ranks first. Switch is currently the, DS the seventh like- best-selling hardware uh, platform of lifetime in U.S. dollar sales. That's like a big deal. The DS These is are a all big crazy. deal. Yes, this is insane. And the Switch is selling better in its fourth year than the Switch or than the Wii was selling in its third year, which was, you know, arguably heyday right after coming off of Mario Galaxy going into uh, you know, Mario Gal uh not Skyward Sword yet, but like Mario Galaxy 2 is on the horizon and stuff like yeah. that. Like this is a huge deal. It's crazy. Yeah. This is insane. <laughs> yeah. You think it's going to outpace that you think it's going to beat the Wii? For sure. I think there's no doubt, especially if Nintendo is going to put out revised hardware this year. 100%. And, if they put out that yeah, bigger like, screen and we all buy it again, yeah. This yeah, I'm going to buy more. it. You're going to buy it. Like, yeah. Barrett's going to buy it. We're all going to be there. And, and you know what? No regrets. Breath of the Wild 2 on that, like, uh, rumored better uh, Switch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Give me better frame rate and I will take whatever. you. I'll pay 300 400 What do you want? What do you want, Nintendo? I'll, I'll pay it. It'll be interesting to see what uh, Monster Hunter Rise does, too. Mm-hmm. Obviously, such an audience for that. And uh, again, a, a portable one ready to go. And we'll see. Uh, yeah. Continue, though. PlayStation 5 ranked as the second best-selling hardware platform in February in both unit and dollar sales. PlayStation 5 is currently the fastest-selling hardware platform in U.S. history, parentheses, total dollar sales after four months in the market. Uh, of course, insane. And if they could just have more on the shelves, they'd be selling even yeah. better. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it's possible that PlayStation 5 would be number one if, you know, in a perfect world there was infinite stock of it but yeah. like it's it's that is the weird advantage nintendo has right now and they're not letting up on it which is very interesting in terms of the top 10 here uh super mario 3d world plus bowser's fury deba- debuts is the best-selling game of february the title also ranks as the second best-selling game of 2021 year to date despite the lack of digital sales tracking for nintendo published titles so remember they're saying if you didn't buy it digitally, that doesn't count here, and it's still kicking ass. <laughs> and I bought it digitally, so I didn't count there, and it's still kicking ass. Uh, Little Nightmares 2 launched as the sixth best-selling game of February. Little <laughs> Nightmares 2 ranked as the fifth best-selling game on Xbox platforms while placing 10th on PlayStation. Uh, Namco Bandai jumped on this, or Bandai Namco, sorry, jumped on this and said, in less than a month after its release, Little Nightmares 2 has reached more than 1 million units sold, making it the first title developed by Bandai Namco Euro- Entertainment Europe uh, to do so in this time frame this also means that the little nightmares franchise has now reached over five million players a very important milestone for this western-led franchise uh, super cool 
super cool for them. And you can now see why we've talked about it multiple times on this, where when Tarsier is like, yeah, we can't do Little Nightmares anymore because we got bought and Namco has that. Bandai Namco is so quick to put out and be like, we wish them well, but there will be a little more Little Nightmares. We will continue to make Little Nightmares with somebody else. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, your top 10 overall, though, for the month of February looks like this. Number one and new, Super Mario 3D World, like we talked about. Number two, Call of Duty Black Ops uh, Cold War. Number three, Persona 5 Strikers. Yeah, baby. Big deal. Love it. Persona yes. 5 Royal, best game, period. Yeah, Persona 5 Royal, best game, Persona 5 Strikers. Very fun. And I would... I yeah, very agree, fun. I would <laughs> agree fun. with eight that it's given. And because okay. people yeah. are like, oh, is it your game of the year? And it's like, I've only played two games, uh, two games this year that have come out this year. And like, I, I really like Strikers, but I, like, even with the two games I've played, I, I couldn't even confidently tell you it's my game of the year so far. It's not uh, just a Musou game, so it's cool. Number four, uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, number five, Madden NFL 21. Number six, as we said, Little Nightmares 2. Number seven, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Number eight, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Number nine, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Number 10, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. And then also Alex was excited because he was like, I'm going to get to talk about MPD. And then Matt Piscatello was like, awesome. <laughs> sent you this. What did yeah, Matt Piscatello send you on Twitter? Uh, he said uh, a detailed breakdown of like the, the more specific spending, but like another, it's worth noting, like everything is up game, hardware, accessories. I think like the dual sense controller was like the best selling controller. Like everything is all numbers are going up, which is a big deal. Like accessories, like the video game market to the point is like, very much thriving in a way that it hasn't in february for a long time yeah. uh which it makes a lot of sense considering people are trying to get a playstation 5 by like sitting on wait lists that are comparable to like vaccine wait lists so yeah, yeah. yeah it, it makes sense uh, two more stories, but they can both be summed up really quickly. Number seven, Outriders is confirmed that their uh, next patch is going to give the way to turn off the uh, uh, motion blur. You can toggle motion blur. They also have improvements. I'm reading from GameSpot. Improvements to matchmaking uh, and a whole bunch of other stuff, but more than anything, that motion blur that everybody hated, uh, they're working on getting rid of. And then number eight, no college football uh, until 2023. This is Eric Van Allen at GamesIndustry.biz who says a new report says that EA's college football revival won't be arriving until a few years from now. Uh, while heartbreaking to me of course somebody's looking forward to this game also completely what i expected when they announced that football was back and they were like we're just starting work you're like ain't seeing it this year probably ain't seeing it next year so even 2023 i think is a uh, best case scenario but we'll see let it cook take your time alex i'm excited to throw the old pig skin back at memorial stadium there in columbia missouri when i can but that's still so far away if i wanted something more immediate say what came to the mom and grop shops where would i go you would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, Journey of the Broken Journey of the Broken Circle, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Dead Age 2 on PC, Heaven Dust on Xbox One, Self, Where's My Father? Xbox One, Pascal's Wager, Definitive Edition PC, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time, PlayStation 5, and the Xbox Series X slash S. Uh so Co Dice on Switch, uh, Pink Man Plus on Switch, Blood Roots on PC, Cyrilim uh, Ultimate on PC, Explorer of Your Drizzle on PC. Drizzle. Your Drizzle. New dates for you. Borderlands 3's director cut has been uh, delayed until April 8th because of the storms in Texas that uh, threw everything off. And then Dying Light 2 has a development update coming next week. Next Wednesday, they're going to do a presentation they were talking about. So what that'll be, 
We'll have to wait and see. It sounds so grim. What a grim way to phrase Very this. grim for a game that keeps going through so much trouble to just be like, we're going to do something next week. We hope you're excited. Like, oh, all right. Am I? Should I be? What are you going to say? The, the parallels between Dying Light 2 and Dead Island 2 are very unfortunate and very, yeah, yeah it's a bummer. Uh, you are wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, we ask you to go to, uh, if you're watching twitch.tv slash games, we ask you to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. Guess what, Alex? Perfect show. Nobody's in here saying anything. Nailed it. I didn't have access to the Google Doc anyway, so <laughs> I'll take Good. it. That's what you get. Yeah, you know what I mean? Don't worry about it. Don't it. worry about what's happening over it. here, it's Alex. perfect you know? show. Perfect show, yeah, everybody. Thank, thank God. Just watch it go. I don't... I guess the perfect home run, that doesn't make much sense. I think I, I think what I, the way it worked in my brain was, oh, it's a perfect show, like a perfect game in baseball. But then I went, and I looked at the home run, and I'm like, wait, no, perfect uh, no. game means nobody scored. Yeah, <laughs> that means nothing game, happened. So perfect like, game is like a, no one even makes a hit off of the pitch. I blew the, I guess we just, blew, you know what I mean? Doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, of course, Kind of Funny Games Daily is here each and every weekday. It is Friday, however, which means we get a weekend. Want to know what next week looks like? Let me tell you. Monday, it's going to be Blessing and Game Informers, uh, Liana Rupert. Uh, Tuesday, it's going to be me and Gary Witta. Wednesday, it's going to be Blessing and Andy. Thursday, it's going to be Blessing in Paris. Worth noting, Thursday's episode will be later. It'll be an hour behind, probably, because we're doing the reacts to the Square Enix Presents thing uh, and seeing what's up with uh, Life is Strange. Uh, and then Friday, it's me and Blessing to close out the week. Uh, I do want to say, though, um, Sunday, everybody just, you know, from me to you, looking out for you, everyone in applicable areas, you're going to lose an hour of sleep. So you got to really think about it. And, you know, maybe don't crunch on those Doritos as hard Saturday night. Don't crunch or maybe it, do. Leave the 3D. Leave, I mean, like, don't forget, Saturday night, we are the, the FCF playoffs begin. It's yeah. the kind of funny Wild Aces versus the Zappers. Uh, we're the second game, so you know, probably around 6.30 we'll be playing. We'll yeah, be live to slash kind of funny games. If we win... Don't even worry about the hour of sleep. Stay up the entire night partying with us. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Maybe. And if we lose, yeah. we never speak of the FCF again. All right. We just if you, if you win, it. we're gonna play Destiny all night. We're gonna run the Deep Zone Crypt raid. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna lock you into this, Greg. Don't you don't well, have I, to. I'm obligate. definitely not raid ready. I'm definitely yeah, you're, not, you're not raid, ready, raid ready. But I was like thinking like I might like that bet. If if we win, I turn on Destiny with you that night. Maybe I'm. Hey, maybe if you want to play Destiny Saturday night, I will always be down. Same I'll, start with you, a download. I'll start a download, so I'm ready to see whenever 60 happens, FPS right? 4K on PS5. It's super, super, super nice. It's right there. I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah. All right, baby. <laughs> yes! We're doing it here. I'm going to slap Get on the backbone. I'll, I'll download it. I'll download it. And now download Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, Alex, you, we got to go do a post show on patreon.com slash games. of course. Uh, before we go do that, where can people keep up with you? Um, if you want to follow me personally, you can follow me at alfighter27 on Twitter and everywhere. Um, if you want to add me or whatever... Um, if you want to follow Irrational Passions and hear more of what they do, uh, at Irrational Pod is kind of like the general handle um, that we do uh, a lot of stuff. So I'm just going to run through it real quick. I'm on monthly Nintendo show with Mike Burgess. We talk about uh, Nintendo every month. Uh, we're going to be recording a new episode soon uh, with Scott White. We're going to be talking about Bravely Default 2. Um, I do uh, every the beginning of every month with Scott White, uh, his uh, uh, bi-weekly show, RPG University. Uh, we take a look at all the RPGs coming out every month. And then every other Saturday, releases on Tuesday, is the Irrational Passions podcast. It's been going on for almost 11 years in July. It will be 11 years. Uh, it is very casual. It's chill. Scott and Tony are chill, chill dudes. Uh, we just hang out. Uh, and talk about video games, talk about what we've been playing. Sometimes we talk about some headlines and some news if there's stuff we want to talk about. We are bi-weekly every other week right now just because of my health and uh, my recovery process for uh, some personal stuff. Um, but, you know, in the future, like in the past, we might be weekly again. So check it out. 
Sounds good. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a post show to do over on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, but of course, you can watch live at twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. You can watch later at youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can listen on podcast services around the globe, no matter where you get the show. Thank you very much for uh, listening, being a part of it. We love and appreciate you. Until next time, it's been a pleasure to serve you. <laughs>